0: Hello, my spontaneous people. This is Shiny Boy here, and welcome to My Culture Mind. This is the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture for music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today, we are going to be talking about Stranger Things. I was going to say Volume 4, but like, you know, Stranger Things 4 Volumes 1 and 2. So this is going to be a spoiler discussion. So if you have not watched... Stranger Things four, you you're gonna take a it's gonna take a long while, but um, once you finish, you can jump right back in and uh, listen to this spoiler discussion. And um, I have so many thoughts, so many feelings, so many I, I don't know. It, it, it is just one of the like in one of the one of the best television experiences I've ha- I've had in a while. And I really want to dive in in just a bit. Also, I'm going to be talking about the 25th anniversary um, of uh, Bloomsbury's uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. They, re- um, they released a 25th anniversary edition of the book um, with the classic cover of Harry uh, at Platform 9 and 3 quarters. I actually ordered that book and it's right in my room. And I really want to just basically share my thoughts on the 25th anniversary edition and like how this is going to be a rare book to discuss and also i'm going to be talking about christian bale being open to playing batman um what um that is that is sudden uh, a sudden change of heart. Um, that is very surprising, and I'm excited to talk about that as well. Also, I'm going to be talking about Miss Marvel. I haven't gotten a chance to talk about Miss Marvel with episodes one, two, and three, so I want to just like basically have a like a quick spoiler discussion with the events of episode four. Um, so yeah, I really want to just catch up to speed, and then we could talk about episode five in the next, uh, in the next episode, also, Star Wars Resistance, um, this is a show that I just finished, and I feel like it's one of the most underrated Star Wars shows, um, because it's, it's made for kids, and, but there is some redeeming qualities that I feel like people should be, people should be aware about if you are a Star, uh, a Star Wars fan, I was gonna, I was gonna say Star Trek, but, like, I am so sorry, (laughs) um, but yeah, and then I'll be talking about the possibility of a new podcast that I might be doing. Um it's uh, that's going to be on the same uh my culture mind uh podcast feed. Uh that is something that I'm working on and um I'll discuss further details about that. Um but yeah, I think that's about it for to um for the topics for today. So please stay tuned. If you have not watched Stranger Things, again, you know, listen uh, just, just if you don't care, then you could just stay and listen. But just be be wary, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in this discussion. So so yeah. Before we get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anger, and wherever you can get your podcast. So without further ado, let's start off with the first topic. So, to start things off, um, like I said, I am working on a new podcast, um, new podcast show that is not separate from My Culture Mind. I would say it's like a, a different segment. I was debating on whether I should, uh, keep this as, um, as a separate segment, but still within the, the, the show. However, I wanted to keep it in the theme, so, I've done this in the past, I've done this in the past, where I've done, um, ramble shows, that I just, like, to say whatever is on my mind, and vent, but this is, a, this is different, this is a project that I, th- just sparked in my head, so, if you don't know, um, uh, the YouTuber Cole Hastings, uh, so, I followed his work, and I think what he has to say is, like, I don't want to say, like, it's, like, you know, authentic or legit, but I, I am intrigued by the things that he had to say, and one of the things that he, uh, one of the, the topics that he discussed on his YouTube channel is social anxiety, which is something that I've suffered the most, and that is how I, uh, I've dealt with my depression, and then, um... And like you know, a little bit of trigger, uh, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. warning. I, I gotta say that three times so that you can just like step back for a bit. Is that um, I dealt with a uh, suicidal thoughts, and that that is something that I wanted to work on, and I feel like when it comes to relationships, or the longing for, you know, social interaction, but I just didn't know how, and that is just because of my social anxiety, and this led me to, like, a, like, a project that I wanted to do, and that is just lit- I literally talking to strangers, or just ask questions, so, so what I did was, yesterday, and I can't believe I actually did this, but, I actually was at a Barnes and Noble. I was at a Barnes and Noble and and I I just had the urge to like ask about like do you have any books on like social anxiety sort of thing and I just and then they led me to this aisle where like like the psychology area, the psychology genre. And then there was a woman who was reading something about um about trauma, right, and then I asked her, I asked her, just because, out of curiosity, um, excuse me, like, how, what, what is this book you're reading, and she told told me about how, like, that book, it talks about how the littlest things could, um, the reason why we, we do not make the best decisions when it comes to social, like, you know, being social and all that is because we live in, we had, some traumatic events in our lives where we, it's, it's so hard to, we do not want to take risks or that sort of thing, and, and because of, like, one small movement, like, you know, one wrong move could, like, make an impact and make us, like, you know, reach to the tipping point, so, and we kept talking and talking, I don't want to get in too further depth about this, Uh, I'll probably save it for the, the, the new podcast, um, but anyways, it was just such a nice experience. Something that I've never really done before or haven't done in a while. The last time I did that I was just trying to <laughs> I was trying to get um a girl's phone number at a mall and then um that was um that was <laughs> that was interesting. But um but yeah, after talking we exchanged phone numbers and then she said that she was inspired by what I was what i was trying to accomplish and then it made me think like this is a, probably a good idea to, for a separate podcast segment a separate podcast that is not related to the movies television music all that stuff um that's not that's not really related to that topic so i could have like a more um separate like a separate segment where i could just be in in this this research that I'm conducting, I was considering doing, like, an essay, but at the same time, um, essays, I, 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 I probably don't want to do an essay, um, I probably just want to get my experiences, like, talking to people, and then share those experiences, and of course, I'm not going to reveal their names and all that, just so you know, out of respect for their privacy and all that, but, but there are things that I want to explore, and one, if I was talking to, like, you know, talking to strangers, it helps me not just boost my confidence, but basically feel good about myself in general, Uh, by, and building connections, building connections, the fact that I got this girl's phone number, um, was mind-blowing, and she says she wants to meet up soon, and that's, like, that's a rewarding feeling, and it doesn't have to be about, like, you know, just just trying to pick up women or anything, but, like, I want to ask the guys, too, ask guys about their perspective about, um, relationships, dating, all that stuff, or, like, just, like, these first world problems, so I feel like that is something that I wanted to address, um, this podcast could be, like, the title could be First World Problems, um, I'm still working on the title, I, I really don't know, but, um, but, yes, this podcast, I am planning it to have it on, on this, uh, on the My Culture Mind, uh, podcast feed, so that you could still find it, you don't have to search it, it's right there, but, uh, I feel like the healthiest thing for me is to do it just weekly, the same thing, um, the same thing I do it for My Culture Mind, except, um, this time, it's gonna be on a separate day, so, as you may notice, I'm gonna be uploading My Culture Mind on Saturdays, Saturdays, the reason why is, I tried doing Fridays, but I feel like doing it on a Saturday might be best, um, therefore, I, I probably have, like, more time, I don't know, I feel like doing it on Saturdays, not because I had, a, I have day offs, I just feel like it feels right to me. Because it's a weekday. I, at least weekdays, um, I have to deal with traffic and all that. But on weekends, there's like barely any traffic. So I have time to discuss some things and just get it out of the way. Um, but but I feel like this new podcast, um, podcast show, um, maybe Fridays. Yeah, I feel like on Fridays... I could have those moments and then I could just discuss. Oh, now I remember why. The reason why I wanted to do Saturdays is because most shows most television shows are on the weekdays and then there's like, you know, you have to, there are shows that I'm watching that are within like through Sunday through Thursday or Friday, but at least like I could complete those shows. <sighs> Talk ab- um finish those shows so I can discuss it on Saturday. That's the reason why I want to have time to finish these shows, especially for Stranger Things. I watched Stranger Things, um, volume two in just one day, and that is to be honest that, that was a workout. That was a workout. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that is like the healthiest thing I can do is give myself time to enjoy these shows throughout the week, so that at the end of the week on Saturday I could just just discuss it and and all that, but <laughs> overall, overall, yes, I am doing a new podcast, and I'm working on it, working on the, the titles, and the format of that, um, so yeah, I hope you all looking forward to this, you know, deep conversation, and all that, and I hope you stay tuned for it, so yeah all right let's move on to the main uh the main topic <laughs> the next topic so i have purchased the 25th anniversary of bloomsbury's first um uh first book of harry potter and the philosopher Philosopher's stone now this is a book that i've wanted for so long um now, the reason why this makes it so special is because of the silver sticker. There is a silver sticker on the cover, um, so you have Harry looking awestruck at a platform nine and three quarters, and there's like the train. You have the Hogwarts Express. It was. This is something that I, I never thought I would have it in my hands, but this is, like, the original, or, like, it feels original. So, you have the 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 great, the, the iconic artwork of Thomas Taylor, and what makes this book so special is not because, uh, not just because of the re-release. There are some special, you know, things inside, like, such as um, each chapter has... Um, uh, illustration of stars, in the, in the beginning of the, uh, the book, there are some illustrations that, um, that the author, uh, J.K. Rowling has, um, has done, we have, uh, in the, in the beginning, you have a picture of peeves that she drew, and, um, and you have, um, uh, a, a drawing of Hagrid with, um, with Harry, Dumbledore, and Professor McGonagall up Privet Drive, so it, it, she's actually, like, a, um, a good, a good artist, um, she could have done the, the drawings herself, but, oh well, at least, um, at least I, I get to see these, I've seen these in, um, in A History of Magic, so I've purchased the book Harry Potter, The History of Magic, um, It's a wonderful book. It's a wonderful book where you see not just the illustrations, but also just the history of magic, or, like, um, not within the story, but in real life, really, about, um, for example, bezoars, or, like, bezoars are real, and, like, the inspiration she's she's took for her books. Now, once again, I know that J.K. Rowling is a touchy subject. I am not here to advocate like you know what she says and all that i'm just talking as a harry potter fan that this book is something that i really wanted and i'm just going to go over so we have the iconic cover of harry in platform 93 quarters and and on the back you have albus dumbledore with um you see his his beard tucked in under his belt like what they the what they described in the in the books and then he has the deluminator well, in his hand, very iconic, uh, very iconic look, um, with his crescent moon spectacles and all that, oh, half moon, uh, spectacles, and then on the back, you have illustrations from Thomas Taylor, and some of the, just basically, all these little things, like, little extra things that you've never seen in the, um, the first edition, like, for example, there is a drawing of, of Hogwarts Castle by, a uh, 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 Levi Pinfold, um, and, of course, there is some images of the adult version of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, um, it's just so nice to see all these illustrations, and, yeah, so it's basically, here's the title of the back, um, right around the back is celebrating 25 years of magic, 1997 to 2022, so that is the 25th anniversary book, and I can't wait to read this version, I've read the Scholastic, I've heard, I've heard on audiobooks of the, uh, original J.K. Rowling, um, I mean, like, the Stephen Fry, sorry, the Stephen Fry version of the audiobooks. So, I love the language of this, because there are, like, British um, uh, terms that have not been used in the uh, Scholastic version, the American version, because we have the Sorcerer's Stone uh not philosopher stone. And like for example, Sherbert Lemons. I prefer the name Sherbert Lemons over um lemon drops. I, I mean I get yes they're the same, but that's just my take. But I really am excited to read this and I and I would suggest uh go purchase a book of the 25th anniversary wherever you could find it. Um it is pretty expensive now because I, I pre ordered this over, like, probably a year ago. A year ago, I, like, I got it for me and my cousin. Uh, and I was like, uh, bro, we got to get it. Because this is a nice book. And it really is a nice book with a um, nice du- um, uh, uh, dust jacket. Ooh, yeah. Even the dust jacket is, like, really nice. Really nice. Really well done. Um, and if you remove... If you remove the dust um, the dust jacket it still has that artwork so it it's still nice to see this that they've decided oh if we took this out at least you could still enjoy the artwork even without it so I'm really um, that is really nice to have so yeah go find them. so overall find find the 25th anniversary edition or even better if you can find an entire selection of the Bloomsbury, uh, versions of, basically, the, the original versions of Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter series, go check that out, find it, so that you can enjoy what the book was intended to, uh, their version, the original version, instead of, like, the Scholastic stuff, so, uh, no offense to the Scholastic stuff, I love the artwork, um, uh, Mary Grandpre, I love their, uh, her artwork is so iconic, too, but yes, um, this artwork and this book in general, I I, I can't wait to read it. I, I really can't wait. Alright, let's move on to the next topic. Alright, so the next topic is we're gonna be discussing um <clears throat> Christian Bale. Christian Bale, we all know he is one of the played the most iconic character in superhero history, and that is Batman. Um he what he do, did to the role is he made he made Batman like a very serious character or at least um or at least we just believe that like this character can exist in real life and what Christopher Nolan did especially with The Dark Knight um a lot of people a lot of people praise The Dark Knight and I I like The Dark Knight, but it's not my favorite um Christian Bale Batman movie. My all-time favorite is Batman Begins. I love I'm I'm a sucker for origin stories and uh, and people laugh at that. I don't care really, but the origin of uh Christian Bale's Batman is a very intriguing story and what I like is, like, we see the journey of it, we do see him as Batman, like, the, the origin wasn't, like, oh, he took it, the movie took hours just to figure out who he, like, you know, he was, and then at the end of the movie, like, he's Batman, like, no, they took, they, they made, they gave enough time to discuss where he's been, and the way it was organized is, it's like, like, flashback future, flashback future, and then they focus on the now, um, or, like, present day, um, in a very, very constructive and healthy way, so that we get a good amount of Batman in there while still telling this origin story, because some origin stories, it's, like, you have an hour and a half of just just plain origin, and then the last half of the movie, um, then the superhero suit comes in, and it's, like, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it, it, it just kind of, it kind of gets annoying, like, I want it to be, like, half origin story, half superhero doing the, doing the job, and I like, what I like about Christian Bale's Batman, he, he does, he really did the duality pretty well. I know a lot of people tease about his, like, his, uh, Batman voice, like, where is she, like, you know, that sort of thing, uh, where are they, <laughs> um, I, people laugh at that, and I do, and I do still, but his performance, like, you can't deny that he put, like, 110% in those, war- in those roles, so, but anyways, let's not talk about, like, the past, let's talk about the future, um, Christian Bale, uh, during an interview for the promotion of Thor, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and someone brought up whether he is still open to playing Batman again, uh, Batman again, and he did say he's open, he didn't say yes, but he's open to play the character, but with the exception that um, Christopher Nolan, who directed the Batman films, would return, and I think that is the best way you can do it. I, I, I 100% agree. I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that like this is the in, uh, inclination like oh we're going to have a fourth Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Like no. I'm not saying that. Because we have a we just had the Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman. And I feel like we should keep exploring that Batman because the movie was good. I love the movie. Were there some things that I did not like in the movie? Sure but that doesn't change the fact that I like the movie. So I would I think that people would be confused if Christian Bale would return. Now, if if he were to return, this has got to be the way to do it. And uh, Batman v Superman kind of touched upon this because of the look and but I would be so interested if Christopher Nolan did his take. He, he kind of did in The uh, the Dark Knight Rises as Old Man Batman. But that was just like eight years and he was like, you know, basically a little bit crippled. But if they really, de- if they decided you had Batman Begins. You have The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises returns that title will definitely bring a lot of viewers like back to the movie theaters i highly like i i believe that now are they gonna do that no i don't think so but if they're going for a more like you know like grizzled um christian bale as batman like he he can still transform his body. He's playing like gore the god butcher. Like he can beat the beat the crap out of people if he is the dark like if he is the dark uh, doing the dark knight returns. Um I think that is a a story to explore. It doesn't have to be accurate. I'm not saying he has to be um comic book accurate, but the title, yeah. The title will draw in some viewers. Um, But I want them, like, if they were to do it, like, you know, take some elements of, like, you know, this dystopic um, future. Because that's where they are, basically. Um, After, like, before, like, the destruction of Gotham, um, after, like, the rise of The Dark Knight Rises and all that, you know, rioting in the streets, I couldn't, like, I could still imagine, like, some sort of dystopic future. Now, now, I will say this. I will say this. They left. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people don't do not like the Dark Knight Rises, but I love. But I love the ending. I I actually like the ending where um, where he is like, how would it say? Like he's happy now. He's happy living the life that he wanted with uh Selena, and you had um. What's his name? Uh, Blake or something. And he says, like, you know, his name's Robin. Um, That is a story to explore. So if he's Robin and there's no Batman, that is, you know, that's a story to explore. Ooh. Ooh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin or Nightwing, whatever. A solo movie for that? That's a good movie. I could imagine that as, as Joseph, with Joseph Gordon-Levin, if he uh, agrees to it. Now, that is a movie I am definitely willing to watch. If Christopher Nolan would, like, if they don't have, <laughs> now I'm, now I'm going sidetracked. Um, as much as I do want Christopher, uh, I mean Christopher, Christian Bale to return. I mean, like, I'm happy that he did what he did, but I'm glad that he's open to it. But now, but now I'm like. I wish we explored the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character as Robin. I think, where if to see a mature Robin or like a Nightwing character, I think he deserves his own movie. I've been saying it for a while. I I believe, I believe he deserves uh, um his own movie, and I think he I would think he is more relatable. I think, uh, because um, I feel like. I can see him doing more uh, I mean we we have a nightwing in Titans but that's more comic booky and I, I don't get me wrong I I like that about it but um but I want Christopher Nolan's take of like a gritty nightwing and like that is not just um like has this code he doesn't have this code like he's still learning um I want to see that I'm really intrigued to see that. So, uh, so overall, I'm open to seeing Christian Bale once again as Batman, and I'll definitely watch it in theaters. But, but, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I, I, I believe he, he deserves an, uh, uh, a good shot of having his own solo film as Nightwing slash Robin. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. All right, so, Miss Marvel. So, I'm going to be talking about... Um, episodes one, two, three, four, like, kind of, like, mesh together. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick review. Um, I don't have, like, much time left, but I just wanted to talk about it really quick. About the first four episodes. So, what are my thoughts of this show so far? Outstanding. One of the, be- uh, one of the best written shows for the MCU in in a while. Don't get me wrong, I like the other shows, but there is something about this that just, because it feels small and the pacing, I love the pacing. I love how it went from like this uh, fun girl, like living in the fantasy world uh, in her own head, and finally she got power. She finally got what he wants. But at the same time, there's the consequence of like the more she loves. Having this and having these powers and feeling important, it pushes her family away or, like, you know, family values. And I feel like that's a lot of families who can't really explore what they want because of, like, the restrictions. And, again, there's a lot of families, a lot of people who are going through... um Uh, restrictive families, and not to say that they're bad, is, and it's nothing wrong with their tradition or anything of that, it just so happens, like, when you're young, you want to do the things you want to do, and, like, your parents say no, and that is something that's nice to explore, but now, um, the fact that we see Kamala in, um, in later episodes, trying to be responsible, trying to save, um, not just save the day, but, like, saving their home, because these, uh, these people who are identified as, um, I forgot their names, um, are they Jin, or, I forgot, but, anyways, they're, they're bad people that want the bangle, and they want to return, they want to return home, and it does sound like, you know, a, it sounds good in theory, but at what cost? The cost of, you know The city being destroyed and that is very typical. It, it is typical, but it's not how typical the plot line is It's about the exploration of this character of like is this you know is this really what I wanted or like am I damaging my family and How do I stop hurting the people that I love and I love that and now I'm gonna go up to speed of uh, just a little bit but I love how Bruno, the Bruno character, feels jealous—not because of her powers, but like there's another interesting guy that just shows up, and um, that's like <laughs> that is classic insecurities of a of a young high school boy who is friends with um, who is friends with this uh, like with this girl that they re- that they really like, but they can't express those feelings because they don't want to damage that friendship, or and there's always that. We, they don't want to lose that, but, but, I feel like, um, that is something nice to explore, and the, the more that she knows, like, she appreciates, like, you know, the more cute guy that she likes, and all of a sudden, he is part of this, um, this group that's probably trying to kill her, um, and that is a very interesting dilemma, even though he's not a bad guy, the, uh, Comron, is that, is that his name, um, I feel like that is um a a very interesting character to dealt with. Like, you know, he's I'm just like rambling all over the place. I'm just trying to collect what I like about the show. Oh her uh her other friend, um, who was running for like for being in the elective board in their church or not church, um uh in the religion and the fact that she discovered that that she has powers and that is that is very interesting to to explore how is the friendship going to hold is the friendship strong enough and also family wise. She still hasn't told her family about her powers. And that is very interesting to see. And episode the way they ended at episode four, at episode four, the Bengal, like, transported her back in time, or at least, like, the illusion of, of of a different time, that is a very interesting take, this is, from episode 4 to episode 1, it went from cutesy, just like, girl with powers, and to exploring who she is, and how serious this is, um, and I feel like in episode 4, we're gonna dive into some very heartbreaking, um, heartbreaking storyline, because... Um, I believe this is based off of true events of 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 her of her race trying to move to another to another city or another country just to stay stay to stay safe and that is a very heartbreaking thing to show but also important so that people especially the audience to understand the history. The history and the struggles that people go gone through, why they why they act this way, and why is tradition so important? And the reason why people believe that tradition is important because that's the essence of the of who they are. They don't want to lose that, and they don't want their kids to lose that. So I definitely love how we're gonna explore that in Miss Marvel, and not just like this girl trying just trying to fit in, not just fit in, but uh feel like she's special and all that. So definitely, definitely something to review, um, to explore, so, overall, I'm looking forward to episode 5, this show gets better and better, um, and I can't wait to see it, so, so, yeah, all right, let's move on to the next topic, okay, so, I want to talk about Star Wars Resistance, um, this is a show that was, was released on Disney XD, but, because it's a D- disney xd show and it it is available on streaming and uh, that's how i watched it uh i watched it on disney plus i wasn't sure about watching the show i've i've only watched one review and and i heard they're like like the main the main character's annoying and like annoying and clumsy and i think that just adds the like you know the kid um the kid aspect, again, it's a, it's a children's show, but what I like about Star Wars Resistance is you, you do focus on war, like, uh, for the, uh, for the non-filler episodes, at least, but you do focus on the tragedies of war, and what they did in, um, in the first season is, um, right, right around the finale, it was when the, the New Republic, um, like, five planets, I believe, five planets, were destroyed by Starkiller Base, and the main character, Kaz, um, he was just dumbfounded that, like, his family might be there, like, you know, might be killed, the, the only problem that I had was they didn't explore that enough, like, the pain and grief, um, maybe because, like, there was, you know, a lot going on, they were, like, during a battle and that sort of thing, but, I wish they explored it a bit more, and I'm, I wish they explored more with, uh, Kaz's family, but, but overall, I think that the, I think one of the standouts of this show is the character Tam, so I don't want to get into, uh, so I'm gonna go into spoiler territory. There's a character named Tam, who started off as, uh, as a mechanic in the Colossus, which is the name of their station in, um, um, Castellon and the planet Castellon. and then feeling betrayed because Kaz is actually a spy for the Resistance, or, you know, joined the Resistance and became a spy, um he she felt betrayed and then she joined the first order because she did believe that the first order was trying to do some good bring peace to peace and order to the galaxy there are people who think that the first order and the empire were trying to do the right thing and that's what she believed but the problem is is that she didn't see the other side of what the first order was doing which is destroying planets um uh and just killing innocent people, like, you know, in order to bring that peace, and that is something, um, they, we did not see in the, um, the sequel movies, I, I, more than I, I, like, I wish they explored that more, um, because that is a serious topic, that is a serious topic, and they, the fact that they brought it to a show where kids could probably understand it, you know, pretty quickly, um, or hopefully they could pick it up quickly, like, they're giving a version of war where kids could understand the, 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 the complexity of it. Um, that war is just not a good thing, why can't we just talk, why do we just go straight to action? I feel like that is something that kids could understand. So, so as much as how clumsy the, the Kaz character, I actually, I do like Kaz, um, um, but, like, he is a good pilot, he is a good pilot, um, but, but, yeah, like, sometimes the clumsiness and the silliness can be a little bit jarring to some, uh, to some viewers, but, once again, this is a kid show, I would suggest focus on, like, what the story is going on, and, like, you know, just the overall fight of the resistance against the First Order, that is what I like, it, it's, it feel, it feels more Star Wars- If I, if I should suggest, like, the, like, the name of Star Wars, like, there's a war going on, it's not just, it's not just, um, the dark side and light, you know, that sort of thing, it's not just about the Jedi, it's a, or some Force user, like, you know, there's these stories, these stories, these real people who do not have these extraordinary powers or talents and all that, but, like, they're just regular people trying to make a difference in the galaxy, and that's what I love about, um, Star Wars Resistance. These are just ordinary people. So if you have Disney Plus, overall, if you have Disney Plus, go check out Star Wars Resistance. It's a wonderful show. Um, Give it a chance and um, you know see for yourself. But yeah. All right, now to the final topic of the day, we're gonna be talking about Stranger Things four volumes one and two. Um, this is gonna be a spoiler discussion, so once again, once again, if you have not watched the show, spoilers, 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 lots of spoilers, and I'm not gonna do, like, a whole, like, you know, I'm not gonna do a review, I'm just gonna do just a discussion, and then I'll probably give my rating at the end, but, but yeah, I'm just gonna go down the list of the things that I want to talk about, I'm not gonna talk about... Um, I mean, I mean, I will talk about story, but if you have, if you have watched the show, I just don't want to describe what, like, what's going on. I just want to point out some of my favorite things. So, Vecna, one, Henry, this character is so scary. Like, I, I think he is scary because... What I like about this character is, he is, he, he's, he's a man, he is the product of being, like, either being tortured or not being treated well because of the mistakes of one man, um, Papa, and Curiosity, um, I can't believe I'm I'm quoting this, um, uh but dumbledore uh did say this is that curiosity uh curiosity is not a sin um but be careful you know and that's what the that's what the doctor did he was cu- he was curious and even though he lo- he loved these children the children that he was like you know doing experiments on but he loved them but the problem is it like it doesn't change the fact that he was experimenting with them and even though he believed in their their potential, he he basically took their freedom away, and that is something that like um, Henry uh, or one uh, he didn't he didn't like that he wanted to feel free and 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 the fact that he decided to bring the upside down to the real world that is such a that is scary like. It is scary to see, even though it's just Hawkins. It's a very scary image. Like he has like this, like like this, this revenge. Never felt I. I never seen revenge like this. Or maybe I have, but you, I, you feel the depth and you understand what Henry has gone. Th- uh, Henry has gone through. And sometimes you feel like, oh, maybe he should, like, kill these people. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it's, he's just so terrifying, so terrifying. He, like, he dives into the fears of people, you know? It's kind of like, it gives off that Freddy Krueger vibe, too, of, like, going into dreams and all that stuff, but, like, like, he's scary, very scary, and powerful powerful, too powerful, and the fact that, like, Will said, like, oh, I could still feel his presence, that's, ooh, ooh, I can't wait to see this character, so, I think the, the, the actor who played him, um, is it Jamie, uh, Campbell, Jamie Campbell, I, I forgot his, I, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but anyways, he did such a fantastic job, and I remembered him in um, Harry Potter and uh, Deathly Hallows, like, part one and two. And I think he was featured in um, The Crimes of Grindelwald as well. But he didn't talk in those. <laughs> but he is, he is a good character. Even though he's a bad character, but I'm saying, like, in general, I just understand his motives. And he's very scary. Very scary. Alright, um, Will... I want to talk about Will. Will's story, what he's going through is I feel like he in a in a lot of us, like not not to say that I like I am like you know coming out, no. Like um I'm straight. But his story of like trying to keep his emotions together, like you know, he feels like he feels like he can't talk to anybody because of like, he, he he fears of people that he loves, especially, especially Mike. I can tell he, he loves Mike, but he can't say that because he wants things to stay the same. He, he fears that, he fears the change. He fears change in people, people that would, like, you know, uh, move away from him, like, they will never come back because of, and the connections that he, it's, it's a lot to take in, and the fact that, um, that moment, where he had a moment with Jonathan, I just, I was, okay, I watched this episode in, um, out of Barnes and Noble, I was watching this episode of Barnes and Noble, Mo- no- uh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble, while my sister was watching, oh my, uh, the Minions movie, oh my god, Okay, little side rant. Little uh, little sides, uh little side rant. The Minions movie, the fact that people are, wa- are wearing suits because it's a meme. People are wearing suits like formal wear, formal wear to the Minions, the Riser, uh to Minions Rise of Gru. It's ridiculous. It's slightly funny, but also it's just plain stupid. <laughs> but anyways, anyways uh, going back to will will had a moment with Jonathan and I wanted to cry I wanted to cry out of Barnes and Noble because that moment when will wanted he I feel like he was internalizing so many feelings that he just like broke down and I feel that I like I've gone through my share of struggles but the the problem is is that I feel like I can't talk to anybody, I can't feel like, I can't, I can't talk to anybody, even though they said, like, you know, I'm here for you, you know, I'm not saying that they're bad, like, you know, bad or anything, it's just, like, they have their own stuff to, you know, to deal with, and so, it's hard, it's hard for, for people to open up, it's, it, it, it really is heartbreaking for me to see him like that because I relate to that not so much about like coming out but the just internalizing feelings and and the fact that you have a brother you, you have a brother that says I love you and I, I I'm, I'm my I'm getting teary-eyed just right now and I kind of want to see that again because it is so it is so nice to see that it it really is and um but anyways <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> damn it Will. damn it anyways um i also wanted to talk about nancy and steve so i feel like pe- I, people probably don't like this um i like jonathan and nancy together i i do but but over time I'm starting to think that Nancy and Steve might be... a, uh, Not the better couple, but... you. S- I feel like this Steve is meant for Nancy. And I feel like Nancy with Jonathan... I feel like Nancy's stayed for Jonathan is because of... You know, like the history that um, Jonathan had to deal with. And like not being loved. And there's that. And I think now Nancy is like, sort of divided, um, between, like, who do I love, really, who do I care for, and do I care for the man that I'm with now, and, and it does show good loyalty, it, it does, but at the same time, it's like, I can't believe, like, this man that, like, I date, or this, this boy that I dated, now he seems so different, and he, you just see growth, and I feel like, I I'm I'm gonna upset some people. Um, I do think Nancy deserves um better than Jonathan. It may not be Steve, but like you know, maybe the quality of Steve had. I thought Steve was gonna die because he keeps talking about like you know this future family that he wanted and all that. Um, oh my god! like, please, Steve, Steve, I. Steve deserves a win, like I feel that. I feel that. Um, I feel like Steve. When when you just leave a relationship, when you leave a relationship, and you just realize that the things that you've done, the things that you said, and you're trying to do so much better, and and but you still can't get over this one girl that has made an impact on your life, and in. No matter how many times you try to accept it, it's still painful. Like, I'm still, you know, do- dealing with that. Um, but, yeah, I think for Steve... I, Steve is just such a wonderful character. Um, and then for Nancy, I, I really don't know. I really don't know how they're going to address this. or like, Because I could see a bit of cracks in the relationship between Nancy and Jonathan. So... But that, but I'm not saying that Jonathan is a bad character. Um, I think there's just some. They definitely need to rekindle some things. So yeah. Oh my god, Eddie. Ah, no, Eddie, <laughs> no. I. I was for certain, I was like, no, let him live, but no, (laughs) but it's also beautiful, the thing is, I didn't want Eddie to die, I did not want him to die, but the fact that he was hardcore, that he, he, he wasn't a coward, that he decided to, to fight the good fight right to the very end, and defend, um, Dustin and the others. It he was badass, but also it's just so heartbreaking. And I felt for his old man, his old man who was like trying to look for Eddie. And when Dustin was talking to him, like uh, talking to Mr. Mudson about about how good he is, how people would have loved him if they actually get to know him. But the and but what's heartbreaking is that people still think that he's a murderer, that he's a murderer, and, and no one will understand, except the, the few people that did know him, and I feel like that's enough, and I mean, like, maybe not enough, but, like, just enough for that old man to know that, that everybody, like, there are people that knew the good side of him, of him being caring, even though he was selling drugs, but, that he still cared for people, deep down, And that he's a hero, a hero of Hawkins trying to, trying to do the right thing right to the very end. And that is, that is wonderful. Just so wonderful. I love this Eddie character so much. And, um, Max. Oh my God. Now, I literally thought I was, I was going to be slightly upset if they were to kill her i understand why but that would have been what if that would have been a shitty way to go sorry for my language um that would have been a terrible way to go when she says i don't want to die and if she did and she did die for a moment until 11 was there trying to keep her alive so, I feel like in the next, uh, like, Stranger Things 5, I think Eleven's gonna try to keep searching for Max in her subconscious, and um, even though she's alive, um man, 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 man. When I saw her, like, her legs and her arms getting, like, cracked, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I was literally, like, saying that in my head, like, at a Barnes & Noble next to the Starbucks. It was it was horrifying, scary, and i felt for lucas that imagine someone that you liked or loved died in your arms and there is not much you can do about it. It is so scary. Oh, by the way, by the way, that jason character, i am so glad he's dead. I'm I, I understand i'm i i understand I understand he's sad that he lost his girlfriend I was like she should have talked to me and then like no she wouldn't buy drugs like you know that sort of thing cuz you could become a psychopath and he did and I'm to be honest I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't know if anybody liked that character but like he deserved to die I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry he deserved to die, I was like, I'm getting tired of this character, I'm just like, just stop it, just stop it, you're ruining it, but, but I understand he's there, I understand he, he's there to add, you know, the stakes, and then, uh, man, but for, but the fact that Max survived, I, I mean, I am happy that she's alive, but at the same time, it's still sad, it's still sad that she has to go through that, and being in a coma, but, it's better to be... I don't know if it's better to be alive or, like, have her be dead. But, like, I don't know. Um, but I love that character. She stole the show. She she was... I feel like she was, like, the main character in this show. And, um... But, yeah. And the power of Kate Bush. Man. They really pushed through in Volume 2 by playing, like, the Kate Bush songs. And, man. Um... Some people might say it. It, it might be an over. Might have been overplayed. I don't care. There's a purpose. There's a purpose of that running up that hill and um, make a deal with God, that sort of thing. It. Um. Man, she's gonna. She's making money. Kate Bush is making money. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that's. They introduce some good music too, and Hopper. Uh, I will say this. Um with hopper and the russia the russia storyline was probably like the weakest for me i understand it was joyce trying to find her boyfriend um and it's nice to see hopper and oh my god hopper like hopper looks great like you know that that almost almost sex scene um with her uh with joyce and hopper um and like just seeing him like just chiseled ripped man, like, he put in the work, and, and to be honest, I, I, I think he looks better bald, <laughs> I think he looks better bald, and with, like, you know, with a shaved face, I, I, he just looks better, and, um, but yeah, oh my god, he, he looked, he looked great, he looked great, and, and that, that, at the end, at the end, when Hopper decided, like, hey, kid, and then, like, L's, like, just crying, and, like, like, she sees Hopper, and, like, is, like, are you, like, is this real, it's, like, they're, they're tying so much of the hard streaks, man, (laughs) I can't wait to see, like, these reaction videos of just people crying, like, because I felt like crying as well, but, yeah, this, the Russia storyline, probably the weakest story, but I understand it's also connected as well, but, oh, well, and the ending with, um, the ending with the four gates, And this is like, this is Stranger Things, like, this is Stranger Things 5, this is it, this is how the stakes are, it's like, even though the the stakes feel so much higher, and I was like, how can you top this, and the upside down coming to the real world, and that is, that is, like, catastrophic, that is, that, it's more than just, like, kids trying to solve a mystery or defeat a monster, like, this is... This is a city-wide thing that where real people, like, have to deal with this. Like, and people are going to be divided. Like, is this hell? And, like, oh, the club hellfire. What's going to happen to that? Like, pe- are people still thinking that they're the blame? I, I probably think they they are. But, um, but still, the stakes, I, th- the more I thought, like, the stakes couldn't get higher, and it does. And, and what happened, like, are there still more kids? Where are those kids with those um with those powers? I know there's one. like, is there one that still survived? I forgot. Are there any kids that survive in the lab, like with those powers? Like, how to defeat Vecna? How do they're gonna defeat this evil? That is, it can't just take one person. Even though Eleven shows more power and showing more miracles, how can she defeat this? I don't know. I literally don't know. It's it's such a mystery, and I'm so excited to see it. But, whoo, whoo! Stranger Things, Stranger Things five is gonna get a lot interesting, and there's gonna be tears. There's gonna be a body count. Whoo! I can't wait to see it. Overall, I'm very excited. Season Stranger Things four, what a effing season! What a effing season! All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow whatever podcast services you are listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long. Farewell. Take care. Bye-bye.